Hey, you're listening to The Customer is Never Right, and I'm your host, Marissa Meek. I want to talk to the manager. Well, everyone, um, this is take two of our podcast episode because my microphones decided to stop working. So I get to do my intro again. Yay! (laughs) So my guest today has worked many years in the retail industry and she is currently owner and CEO of her own aesthetics business. She is an acne clearing queen and a total baddie. Kaylin, what's up? Hi. Again. (laughs) Yeah, we had some technical difficulties, so here we go. Take two. Okay, so for everyone listening, we're currently recording in Kaylin's suite. Welcome. Welcome to K Beauty. I kind of want to give the listeners an idea of what you do, where it started, kind of where you got the initial drive to become an esthetician. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. So I, um, I was really into makeup at a younger age and I wasn't allowed to wear it. So that kind of jump started me when it came to beauty. And then after that, I kind of just got more into skincare because I am, it's like hereditary for me to break out. So being so acne prone and going to like the dermatologist and everything and getting through all of that, I kind of just wanted to help other people in the way that I couldn't be helped. And, you know, we've tried all the other products. Like it's like a never ending cycle, which I've seen Kaylin take her clients from zero to a hundred. She's a literal skincare genius. I am a licensed SD also for people that didn't already know that, but um, my thing was waxing. So when it comes to skincare, I feel like I've always kind of asked you. Yeah. Because I yeah. I learned this in school. Yeah. But I don't know how to like continue it outside of school. Yeah. But I want to talk about your school experience. Mm-hmm. So you went to school at Penrose. Yes. And. I've talked about this before, but people that aren't familiar with Arizona, Scottsdale is where Penrose is. And Scottsdale's like that bougie, nice, so bougie, rich area. And Penrose is like one of the better schools, I'd say, in the state. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? Um, Well, for me, I feel like. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't, like, optimal. <laughs> so, just in the fact that it is all women and you're all together every single day throughout the week because I did take it full-time. So, I was there, I think it was Tuesday through Saturday or something. And so, I'm there all week with these girls from 8 to 5. And um, some of them just weren't fond of each other. And I'll say sometimes I wasn't fond of people, but it's more of like a, for me, I'm never really just like a hater. (laughs) You're just an unproblematic queen. I try my best to be unproblematic, but I also, I have no reason to be. So, um... Personally, there was incidents where um, the girl that I carpooled with wanted to get people suspended. I'm not suspended, just tell the administration about the things that they're doing because she thought it could danger a client, essentially. She's like the beauty school cop. Yes, which isn't a bad thing, (laughs) but for me, I just mind my business and I I don't want to get into it. Me, personally, I wouldn't tell anyone. Just stay out of it if it's, like, not, not a problem, snitch. honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, I've said this before, but I am convinced that nobody that's ever gone to school for aesthetics, anyone that's ever gone to school for cosmetology or any of that, I'm convinced no one had, like, an actual peaceful experience. No. And, like, this is the spa industry. I, I don't want to be stressed out. Agreed. I want to be peaceful. I don't want to be stressed out, but also it's like an accelerated program. And so I feel like everyone was stressed and 
like none of them were bad people, you know, it was just all being in the same situation and everyone having different strong opinions and I just get anxiety. So they, they just made me anxious dog. Like I was just, I had to, um, since we carpooled, I literally had to have my mom pick me up one day because after they had told the administration about everything, basically everyone was looking at me like I did it because I was associated with her. You were associated with the girl who like tattled on all of these girls. Yeah. Which, it's not her fault. I mean, like, it's kind of her fault that she got them in trouble. But also, they... I feel like they could have just learned it on their own, you know? Yeah, I... Because none of them are bad people. It was just a weird situation. (laughs) I think it's so interesting hearing, like, the different drama that goes on in, like, other people in the industry that I've talked to. Um, I feel like school is such an interesting experience for so many people. For me, Mm -hmm. I went to... Avalon, which I don't know if that is a nationwide school, but the one that I went to in Arizona is, I would not recommend. Um, (laughs) Two thumbs down. But you know what? As long as you get your license, you can learn anything that you want outside of that. I had so much knowledge going into school that people would ask me questions in school because I already had that previous knowledge and I kind of new and you get like what you want to learn like you go into Mm -hmm. aesthetics and you want you receive like you retain anything that you want to Mm -hmm. learn if you're interested in it you're gonna retain it for sure I have the worst memory but I can know off the top of my head that acne is gonna form under your skin for up to 90 days it's so (laughs) it's so challenging too because I know when I was in school kind of what you're talking about you were just like you had anxiety and you were worried about what everyone else was thinking Mm -hmm. I was the same way because there was just always something going on and it like you're with such a diverse and just different group of people I had a couple girls like get in a fight in the parking lot during class I had like a couple girls there's a girl who overdosed in our bathroom at our school and then another girl who she like overdosed in her salon chair she was in the cosmetology program obviously i hope she's doing well but just little things like that i just felt like you know i did the whole university college thing and it was never as stressful as the like seven months i did beauty school no. there's just something about that atmosphere that just stresses everyone out i don't know if it's the hormones mm-hmm. but i think also because you're learning a lot of just like hands-on stuff yeah and for me I think the most stressful thing was taking clients in school taking clients in school was hard because none of them um actually wanted the quality of the facial they just wanted to like get their face rubbed and then pay 25 dollars and leave so the whole education experience of selling was so difficult I, I feel like for me, it was they wanted the quality, but they didn't want to pay for the quality. Yes. <laughs> yes. I say that's fair too, but I feel like they also just wanted to like be in a relaxing space and not have to like, either way, it's about the money. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> either way, anyone that didn't know this, if you just want like a cheap, maybe not so great facial or a I don't very, know. Very, very strictly monitored step by step. <laughs> facial not entirely customized then go to a school go to a school because it's cheap Mm -hmm. um you're getting what you pay for though Mm -hmm. because i can promise you i could probably like i know i can give a killer facial right now but when i was in school absolutely not did you ever have any like crazy client stories from school not really from school no nothing that i can think of off the top of my head i feel like i've been pretty blessed with solid clients yeah and you've, I mean, Kaylin has built her clientele from, like, ground up. Yeah, I did it the school. hard way. Yeah, she's killing it for anyone <laughs> that doesn't know. Obviously, I'm going to tag her business in everything, so make sure you guys pay attention to that. Since we're talking about clients, have you ever had to break up with a client? And if you have, then why? Not necessarily. I did have um, one of my client's husband's have to stop coming to me and that was more of his choice but I kind of told her I was like he needs to figure his shit out because he's stressing me out showing up 30 minutes early or 30 minutes late and expecting I can take him when like I'm either here or I'm not so and this is the thing that I think people need to understand everyone listen up if 
you are supporting local, which I think is awesome, and you're getting your nails or your hair or your skin, your lashes, brows, whatever, done by someone who rents a suite in like a business space, you absolutely should show up a little bit early or be on time, and you absolutely should not cancel day of. I think that obviously life happens, you get sick, you get in a car accident, something happens with your kids, cool, whatever. But for me personally, I did have a little waxing gig, which I still I still take clients currently, just at home. My current clients that are listening right now, I do love you guys. This doesn't pertain to you. That's why you're still my clients. But when I have my suite, I had a really hard time personally because, I mean, first of all, this industry is not for the weak. You have to no. be like very motivated, very driven, which I think you are. And I think that's why you have such a like solid clientele. But just like some of the things that like the excuses that people make to like tell you they're canceling or like last minute. I don't even remember. Somebody told me like, oh, my dog's throwing up, which I get it. My dog throws up like just little things like that. But they would tell me that five minutes before their appointment. Right. I'm like, I know it takes you longer than five minutes to drive to my suite. So Mm. the fact that you waited that long to tell me, hey, my dog's throwing up. That's just like disrespectful. I've had clients that are literally dying that let me know like, hey, I can't come in because I'm getting taken to the hospital. Like, yeah, I'm not going to charge you. But if your dog was throwing up from the past 24 hours, I feel like you should have at least like hit me with a text and been like, hey, girl, I don't know if this is going to resolve. Wouldn't you do the same for your job? That's what, yeah, like, wouldn't you call and give a decent amount of notice? I get yeah. it. Obviously, things happen, but just the, like, timing of people's yeah. excuses, that's when I don't buy it. Like, if you texted me the day before and you're like, hey, my kid is so sick, cool. Yeah, we I have empathy. Yes, I'm not a total, just, like, heartless bitch, yeah. but I, I, there was one, oh, my God, I have had to break up with a couple of clients for a few different reasons, um, for me, there was one and it was this girl who I, I didn't really know her all that well. We were just like acquaintances, but she would reach out to me at least once a week and she wanted to book like a wax. Every week it was something different. It got to the point where it was, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't wake up in time or I am sick. Just stupid excuses every week. And after a while, I just was like, I have to charge this girl a deposit because yeah. when you don't show up or you cancel last minute, you're messing with your service provider's money. We don't just make money by sitting here doing nothing. We can't like fill that spot last minute. So when you don't, when you do stuff like that, when you cancel last minute, you are like basically. You're taking away from my rent, dog. You're taking away from rent. You're taking away from their profit. And that just like <laughs> sucks. It just fucking sucks. I'm going to be depressed. But this girl. <laughs> Would make up these excuses. And so finally she messages me one week and she asked to book. And I said, that's fine, but I have to do, take a deposit from you. And it was like 20, $20 or something. And it went towards her service. Mm -hmm. So even if she did not show up, that $20 would go towards her next service. So she had ample opportunity to use that $20 that I would have been charging her. So I had it set up. I had like a, I think it was Gloss Genius or one of the sites Mm -hmm. that I used. And I like, she put in all her information. She put in her credit card info, done. So then the next morning, just as expected, doesn't text me back. She's not coming. I don't have an answer from her. She's not responding to Mm -hmm. me, assuming she slept in. And I go to charge her card that $20 and it says insufficient funds. It's not taking money from her card. So at that point, I just blocked her completely. Yeah. Just completely blocked her from the app. I'm like, you can't book with me anymore. I didn't even tell her that. I didn't text her and say that. I just blocked her because you're wasting my time. You're wasting my money. I could have put someone else in this spot. And she texts me like a couple days later. I'm so sorry. I didn't wake up to my alarm, which it took her a long time to text me. But um, she's like, I really want to book with you. I'm so sorry. And I just, I did not, I didn't even respond. Yeah. I mean, at that point, like, you ghosted me like four times, girl. I'm finna ghost you now. I'm gonna waste your time. So you can continue texting me and asking me to wax you, but it's not Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Do you have red flags in potential clients? Obviously not the people that actually pull through and book with you, but people that like message you. Sometimes, because I mean, people will like message you and they'll just be like, what price? How much? 
how much? Which facial? What do you want? I'm like, I actually am not a mind reader. I might, I might get the vibes, but I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> do you get a lot of, I actually personally got a lot of this outside of aesthetic school is people who just want like free skincare consultations. Can you tell me what I should be using on my skin? Yeah. I get a lot of people that just like randomly comment and they're like, so what should I be using? And I'm like, I don't, I can't see you right now. I don't How even am know I supposed to are. know that? Because <laughs> skincare is so personal that when people ask me, like, hey, should I use this moisturizer or, like, is this cleanser okay for my skin? Um, if you're not my client, I'm just going to be like, look at the ingredients and be like, yeah, it looks okay, but I can't tell you exactly how you're going to look in like a month after using it. <laughs> what drives me nuts is social media influencers. They will use some product i'm assuming they're probably getting paid to promote yeah. this product and after that like specific product goes like viral and everyone's like this is the best thing for my skin then i get like 10 people messaging me like hey should i use this moisturizer because i saw beyonce using it and i'm like okay but beyonce probably can afford to get like super expensive facials she probably gets botox she probably gets other types of treatments some laser just because yeah. beyonce uses like a specific moisturizer from Sephora doesn't mean your skin is going to look like Beyonce's. It's Facts. so just like custom and Personal. catered to mm -hmm. your own skin. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, okay, so right out of school, you worked at Hand in Stone. Yes. Explain yes. what Hand in Stone is to people that maybe don't know what that is. It's um, it's a chain spa that um, focuses on massage and facials, and I worked front desk there. Um, I worked there for maybe four or five months total, actually, and um, it was not my favorite experience, um, and I worked there through COVID, but I think the worst thing about it was, um, I think, just the owner, because she was just awful, because you know the aura that you get from people when they walk in the room, and you're like, I don't want to be in the same room as this person? That's what she would give. It's like everyone in the room would just... Just stop. Just stop. Or, like, just get so anxious about, like, what they're doing because she would, like, micromanage everything. It's the worst. And it would be so bad for, like, the therapists, too, because she would totally undermine, like, the male therapists there. Um, but working at a chain is a trip. Working chain anything. Working chain, like, retail, restaurant. Retail, yes. Salons, spas are a whole nother... Mm ballpark in this world anyway so um hand in stone front desk did you ever have like anything crazy go on or anything specific why you didn't like work there for that long not necessarily i feel like it's just um well i had an mlb player come in one time that was kind of cool i don't know who he was but i looked him up that was that was cool i was like eh. <laughs> I, look at um, him i this place that i used to work where i waxed um I remember, who was it? Michael Phelps. I think his wife used to come in. Solid. And everyone used to be like, oh my God, it's Michael Phelps' wife. And I was like, cool. I like had no idea. I don't even think, I think I saw her maybe like once. Yeah. But um, there was one time I did wax a news anchor, like a pretty decently big news anchor. Wow. I don't remember her name. Hopefully she's not listening to this. I doubt she is. But I just remember I was waxing her. And she, I asked like, oh, what do you do for work? And she literally looks up at me. I was doing her eyebrows and she goes, you don't know who I am? Oh. No, miss girl. I don't actually. Do you think she meant it? She totally did. She was like so condescending or like. I think just maybe she confused. was surprised yeah. that I didn't know, but I don't know. <laughs> She's Ms. like, Girl, wait. I don't watch the news. <laughs> Everyone at the front knew who I was because your name is on the schedule. I hope one day I get to that level where I'm like, do you know who I am? <laughs> Same. I'm going to be so extra. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Okay, so why did you quit then? Just because of the manager? Um, Everyone quit like at the same time so we got covid um shut down and then um i got covid when they reopened and then um my date that i was gonna come back because this was like the height of covid 2020 so when i was coming back um i texted them and i was like hey should this be like my date back and then all of the management was like no we're quitting and i was like oh sick me too 
Oh, wait, like all the managers quit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, all right, same. Bye. That's actually so funny. Yeah, yeah. Because the owner, it's just... I, honestly, girl, bad ownership really... Bad ownership really kills the mood. I want to circle back for just a second. Because yeah. um, we were talking about like taking clients now and in school. How would you compare like the clients that you took while you were practicing aesthetics in school versus like where you're at now? Um, most of my clients in school, I feel like, were, um, older. Old ladies? Yeah. I was just gonna ask. Like, I would say, like, minimum 28, but maximum, like, 97. Uh-huh. They were uh-huh. old. It was, that was, like, the biggest clientele base, I feel, in our school, too, was just older yeah. women. They just, you know, wanna, they wanna feel pretty. They wanna feel nice. And that's, that's fine. And that's okay. If we're if we're working off of retirement, <laughs> go to a school. Do. Absolutely. Do you um did you ever because when you're like in that specific setting, you're still learning, you're still practicing how to give facials, do procedures, whatever. Um, did you ever like mess anything up? No. You were just perfect? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I would have um people that I was going to school with that would fuck up all the time. It's like, let me, let me put this in easy terms for you. If someone were to do, um, say they did a calming toner and then a really, really fiery enzyme and then alcohol. Alcohol on top of like raw skin, everyone. Uh Alcohol on top of raw skin, which would start with the alcohol to degrease the skin make sure it's just like grease there ain't shit on the skin and then you apply the enzyme because this is this is the protocol for the enzyme then you apply it and then you neutralize it with what would feel like a calming kind of toner it's just more alkaline but she put alcohol but she did alcohol what happened people can um, get burned nothing i don't know i don't i don't know what happened i just told her you ain't doing that right and then the girls in like the zone under us which is like semester kind of vibes like it's like a semester under you because they start or like, by, like each great yeah yeah because there's so, like zone one for us and zone two and mm-hmm. if you're in zone one you're like the freshman and zone two is like the seniors for, yeah yeah we had four so oh yeah it, ours was split into four my school obviously sucked <laughs> they said <laughs> Couple months here, and then good luck. Yup, but my girl was in my zone who was doing this, and I was, like, telling the people under us, like, no, that's not, like, I don't know why she's doing it that way, but... I kind of had a similar experience, like, I, I never did, like, I never really brutally messed anything up while I was in school myself. The most embarrassing thing I ever did was I was waxing one of my friend's eyebrows. First time ever waxing someone. I was terrified, and... Thank God she was one of my friends because I was so nervous that my hand um, was sweating so bad in my glove and she was sitting up and my sweat like fell out of the glove and fell onto her leg and I just looked up at her and she was like, it's okay, it's okay. And she was so like understanding and so nice. You're just mortified. I felt so bad. (laughs) She was so cool. But there was one um, person I went to school with and he was waxing this lady's eyebrows and she was ancient this woman was like well into her 90s sweet sweet lady and this was his first time waxing and he waxed her eyebrows off like completely and because they were probably small yeah and i talked about this in my last episode too is that like a lot of older women don't just they just like don't really have eyebrows and so they're like can you wax this and i'm like i'm like what wax my flashlight out and i'm like me make sure I can see the hair yeah but I (laughs) I so he like waxes all her eyebrows off and the spa like at least our spa setting which I've seen where you went to school it's like pretty dark Mm -hmm. and um he comes into the classroom I remember I was in the class and he was like I need help I think I just waxed this lady's eyebrows off completely and our teacher suggested that he just like fills them in for her and so he just like got like an eyebrow pencil and starts filling them in and makes them like look somewhat there and they hand this like woman the mirror and she's so old that she's like oh I can't see anyway but I'm sure they look great and I was like that is the best person for that to happen to I do feel really bad obviously because now she doesn't have eyebrows but I was like this poor lady 
I feel like I would be so, I'd be so sad about it. Like, I feel like it would eat me alive. Like, if I cut someone dermaplaning on accident, even if it's their fault from, like, moving their mouth or something, I'll be like, I'm, I'm deeply sorry. I know. I'm like, I feel like maybe I think we about it said all something. night. <laughs> I'm going to think about this and be like that poor lady. <laughs> I've definitely had those moments, too, where I'm like, damn, I really messed that up. Especially when I, when I first started waxing, there was one woman, I, I never, like actually really genuinely messed up people's eyebrows because I never take off enough to where I could mess them up. I just like try to clean up around them. Me too. And I did have one lady when I first started waxing and I got wax in her hair and I like tried really hard to just like figure out like what could I do to like I could like trim this part of her hair while she's not looking like just little alternatives, things that I can do to like just fix the situation. But sometimes you just have to be honest like in that like I was so new and I told her that and I was like this is literally my first day waxing I'm so sorry but like I got wax in your hair and we got it out because you can just put oil yes and get it out out. I've gotten it in my hair too one time I had space buns so like similar to your hair right now and I was waxing and just to kind of like paint the picture for everybody the wax pot I had was really big and so I had like a big almost like a painter stick um, stirring it. And then I was trying to scrape the wax off of the painter stick and I was using a lot of pressure and the like smaller stick that I used broke. So immediately, like I just accidentally fling up with the big stick in my hand and wax just went all across my head and I had to cut my hair. It was so fucking brutal and I was so upset and I had a client in my room when that happened I had like just finished waxing her and she like turns around and looks at me she was like this 17 year old girl and she goes you have wax in your hair and I'm like yep no no problem it's fine so that was mortifying (laughs) I would cry it was bad and then I thankfully got my hair cut the next day and I guess it wasn't that bad but there was like a little piece of my hair that was just really short for a long time it's just a little it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's okay (laughs) um okay so I kind of want to transition into your retail experience yes um so you worked at Old Navy Mm -hmm. that was my first job ever ever um I I think I was about to be 17 when I went to went into it because I when I turned 16 I was like on the job market I was looking but I I was being being very specific about it because I didn't want to work with food um and so when I started working at Old Navy I just like absolutely killed the fact that my mom worked there when I was a kid and they were like oh, you're hired and I was, it runs in the family you have old it Navy runs experience. in the family but, um, no, I have, like, PTSD from Old Navy because people would just, like, throw stuff at you and, like, leave dirty diapers in, like, the fitting rooms. And I always – my primary function in, like, all of my jobs, I feel like, has been sales. Except for, like, facials because my primary job is giving the service. But, like, sales has always been such a big part of it that I was always at the front selling credit cards and so that I was always a cashier. So people would just say the most out-of-pocket stuff to you. And, um, like, people would do all the most out-of-pocket stuff, too. So people would bring in jeans from, like, 2003. And they'd say, hey, I need to return these. Do they still have the receipt? They're like, I can't no, find it. No, And I'm over here like, okay, let me try to see if it's, like, still in the system at all. And, like, you know, you're, like, looking at the pants, looking at the, like, tag because it's somehow still there and um the date is on there and so you look at it and you're like this literally says like 703 and I'm like I can't return these and they're like oh well can you just do store credit and I'm like ma'am store credit is 47 cents this is old navy wow you're really Beautiful. you might as well keep the jeans at that point honestly what was their return policy like how far back would it go was it like a it was like 90 days I think at the point that I was working there yeah because you haven't worked there since 20 like 18 okay yeah so it's been a it's bit. been a long time but it was like four years of my life <laughs> old navy I feel like used to be the spot Oh, they God, it was flip-flops. the spot. Oh, the flip-flop sale is literally like another Black Friday. And 
like it's mortifying as someone with a lot of feet issues and like feet problem I cannot wear those goddamn flip-flops. I don't know how I used to, like, I used to walk through zoos and shit in those flip-flops. I know. And zero support. They're, like, cardboard under your mm-hmm. feet. But as a child, I loved them. Yeah. Uh, me and my Crocs, too. The quality like my of off-brand Old Navy Crocs. stuff, I feel like, has gone down drastically. Everything from Old Navy is made in, like, Thailand and Vietnam. Oh, um, and perfect. So it's all just fast fashion, um, just more more available than the internet because it's in person it's like she and in person she and in person (laughs) yeah really and you know what's funny is like people thrive on there's like a group of i don't know if it's like middle-aged women or like moms it's the moms it's the moms like the moms are intense and the grandma is like Mm -hmm. there's not an old navy where i grew up but i know that my grandma would like thrive in old navy it's just specifically, like, catered to that style. Anybody that has children will be at Old Navy, point blank, period. And they will be upset that you're trying to not give them the discount that wasn't above their product. Did you ever get, like, people with expired coupons? Um, yes. Like, we would have, like, a cash thing, like what Kohl's has. But it's not as, like, nice as Kohl's because you have to spend, like, a certain amount to use it. So it would be a lot of, like, people not spending this the right amount. Or um, it only goes for, like, a week or something. So then they would be like, oh, I have this. And I'm like, sorry. As a cashier, too, and I get this from working in retail, and I'm sure you've experienced this, too, is when there's, like, a sale or a deal or something going on where you have to spend a certain amount to get, like, whatever dollar amount off, there would be so many times where somebody would be, like, maybe one or two dollars off, and they would be like, okay, hold on, like, let me go grab something, and then they yeah. run away and frolic into the store, and you have, like, this big-ass line, and you're uh-huh. just like, oh. And then there's the lady in the back of the line that's like, call someone else up, and you're like, there's no one else here. I, oh my god, that reminds me of a story when I worked at American Eagle. It was, like, peak Black Friday, insane I hate all of you, Rush. And I think, like, we literally had four computers and or, like, four cash, cash registers. And one of them we, like, did not usually use. And we were kind of in, like, transition shifts where, like, a, the old cashier was going home, the new one was coming in. And the line was out the door. Like, it was ridiculous. And we have three people ringing people out. So we have that fourth register open. And there's this woman... And she's like screaming, which I feel like during Black Friday, a lot of if a lot of people like don't already notice this, I feel like they blast the volume of the music even louder just because it kind of fits the like chaotic vibe of Black Friday. And this woman was like standing, just like stomping her foot. She was so impatient. And she's like, can you guys open up this other register? Like, I have to get out of here. It's so loud. And she's screaming. And in my head, I'm like, ma'am. Like you're only making it worse. You are, you're being loud. Like you are the reason this don't fucking yell at me. She was so <laughs> ridiculous. And um I remember my manager was just like well, somebody's coming like just hold on and the woman just like cuts she cut like two people in line and just sets her stuff on the counter. She had like a lot of stuff. She's like, "Well, I'm just going to stand here and wait. This is so inconvenient." And I oh my god. My thing is like you knew what you were getting into. And that's how I feel when people would come in on, like, their lunch breaks and stuff, too. I'm like, you have to wait. It's just me. Like, it's literally, like, I understand. But people need to be trained on these things. And if they're not trained, they can't hop on. And you chose to spend your, like, 25-minute lunch break shopping at Old Navy. Right. Like, that's on you. Call your boss and let him know you're going to be late because you don't know how to prioritize your time. Facts. You're an idiot. They're like, I guess I have to eat this chocolate bar now. I missed my lunch. Sorry. At least What's you... that got to do with me? Nothing. <laughs> You're like, I'm just selling you jeans, sir. Please. Like, do you want to buy a credit card? <laughs> <laughs> but please sign up for a credit card. I hated selling credit cards. It was the first thing I ever had to really sell. So I was really good at it. Well, I feel like Old Navy's credit card isn't too bad in terms of, like, perks. No, and they had one that you could get approved for that, like, worked at other stores. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I had experience selling credit cards at Victoria's Secret and then at American Eagle, but it was honestly so hard 
for me, like I, my thing is I have a hard time selling something that I don't stand by. And not that I don't think like, I love both of those stores. I love shopping at both of those stores. So like for me, it was like, yeah, you should totally get a credit card because you do get like benefits and perks. But my thing was the interest rates on some of these credit cards. They're so bad. They're so bad. 35%. Ridiculous. And so it's like, yeah, you should totally sign up because these are the perks. And then immediately people are like, what's the interest rate? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I didn't even understand what, like, interest meant at that point. Um, I was just selling credit cards. So I was just like... I can't even apply for a credit card, but you should get one. Literally. And I was just like raking them in and i was like yeah no worries like they'd be like what's the interest i'd be like i don't know it's it'll be set in the email though like you'll get all the information for that like here's a little packet then they get it and they're pissed yeah that happened okay that happened to me i was like fresh 18 i had just moved into my college dorm and there was a buckle at the mall that uh was in my college town and i had like never really been to buckle before that was like my first time and i remember no, that actually, that's not true. I had been before, and they gave me, like, a punch card to, like, if you what? buy, like, if you buy, like, a certain amount, like, $10 or something, they, like, stamp the punch card. And this was back in, like, 2011. But, so I don't think they do these punch cards anymore. <laughs> Buckle, don't come for me. But I, I was, like, asking the girl at the register. I'm like, oh, can I get one of those cards? And what I meant was, like, the punch card because I had lost my old one. And I'm like, well, hell yeah, I just spent, like, 50 bucks. I want, like, my punch card. And the girl goes, yeah, and has me like fill out all this information. And then I realize, okay, first of all, did you put in your social security security (laughs) number? But just so everyone knows, I had like just turned 18. I didn't, I had no idea that like you should give that number out. So I was just like, okay, I'm the oldest of like seven kids. My parents never taught me this. I just like showed up to buckle and basically gave them all my information and she said, yeah, my yearly income is actually $25 million. <laughs> oh, my God. And so what had happened was I, I asked for the card. I gave her all this information because I, I thought I was signing up for, like, a rewards. So I'm like, yeah, here's my social. And then, like, the purchase, like, finished and I had my, like, actual debit card in my hand. And I was like, do I have to pay? And she's like, oh, no, it's on. it went on your credit card. And I was like, I signed up for a credit card? <laughs> And it ended up like, because I didn't understand it. So when it came in the mail, it went to my parents' house because I was in college. And so I like never got the card and I never, at the time, I didn't have a smartphone. So I did couldn't like go online. I had to like go on a computer to like somehow figure it out how to pay it off. Because back in like 2011, it like was accessible, but not as accessible to like figure these things out online. And um, it ended up, it was like, I think I spent like 40, 50 bucks and it went to collections because I never paid it. And then I, I ended up paying it off later in life and we're good. And I canceled my buckle credit card, but I learned my lesson, unfortunately learned the hard way, but I feel like I probably did that to a lot of people. But I didn't really understand it at the moment. I knew I didn't want a credit card. All I ever knew as a teenager was that I didn't want a credit card because my parents literally, like, drilled it into my head. So I was like, I'm not going to sign up, but you sure can, and you'll get 40% off. And they're like, yeah, because everyone at Old Navy wants a deal. That's why they're there. They want cheap clothes. So if it's literally, like, 40% off, they're like, hell yeah. It's so funny, too, because when I was saying the quality of Old Navy clothes has gone down, the price has gone up. And I mean, the price of everything has gone up. But like, I remember when Old Navy jeans were like 15, 20 bucks. I went in because they have like pretty solid work pants and like jeans without holes because that's really hard to find for some reason. But it was like 40 bucks for this one pair of jeans. And I was like, I have thick thighs. I promise you, like my thigh chafe is going to put a rip in these jeans in like a day mm-hmm. but um, they also all fit different <laughs> oh my god i know um did you guys have an issue with like theft or like yeah. loss prevention i think the most loss prevention i witnessed was at when i worked at sunglass hut but at old navy we had this little lady that would come in and she would get like everything from the 47 cent thing on the rack and then she would just kind of, like, roll the card out. <laughs> she said, here we go. 
What and ha- sometimes she would buy stuff, and then her total would literally be like $7, and we'd be like, go off. $7. <laughs> but, like, sometimes I was just like, yeah, that's happening. Sometimes you, well, and is old, I don't know if Old Navy is the same as some other companies where you can't really, like, stop them. No, it's it's pretty much, like, most companies where you can't stop them. Like, you you're not. You like, customer service them. Yeah, you gotta customer service the shit out of them. We used to have that, too, um, at Charlotte Ruse, actually. I don't know if it's the same, because the company has changed so much since I've worked there, but it was a lot of, like, that shirt you tried on in the fitting room, it was really cute. Do you want me to hold it at the register? Or, like... Are you going to buy that? (laughs) Just little things like that, but I could never be like, I saw you steal. But um, one time when I worked at Charlotte Ruse, these, like, little... they They had to have been, like, 14 girls they came into the fitting room and we were kind of busy and um at the time we were selling swimsuits and it was like the middle of winter so she was wearing like a sweater like it was cold out but we were like getting ready to sell swimsuits because in Arizona it gets hot in like a day Mm -hmm. but I remember the girl came out of the fitting room and I noticed she had had a like the swimsuit tie around her neck. I'm like this idiot. Like you at least put it in your sweater. Like I can see that you put it on and then you put your sweater on over it. So she comes out of the fitting room. I know she wasn't wearing a swimsuit before that. And I was like, I think it was like yellow or something. And I was like, oh, like that yellow swimsuit that I, that you're wearing. It looks like a pretty color. Um, do you guys need help finding anything? And the girl was like, um, uh, uh, like just stuttery. She's like, we have to. I gotta go, and she leaves. The stress. And me and my boss just like laughed because obviously it sucks, but there's like nothing we can do once she leaves the store. But she came back in like I kid you not. Thirty minutes later, she lifts up her sweater. She's like, see, I'm not wearing a swimsuit. And my boss was like, okay, girl, like I don't need you to do that. Like just go. <laughs> <laughs> she's it's gonna haunt her for the rest of her life she was shaking <laughs> catching like catching adults stealing is frustrating because they know that like we they know that they like we can't do yeah. anything and that sucks but with like kids it's so funny because they just tremble and they're like shit oh my god i'm going to jail and they like mm-hmm. assume the worst but um what happened at sunglass hut in terms of like stealing there was a lot of theft that happened there um i had <laughs> There's some stuff I can't say, I feel like. I had, like, um, like a senator that stole from me. A senator? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which sounds so crazy, but, like, at, at the sunglass hut, you, like, put in everyone's information, like, first name, last name, their um, address, their email, like, their zip code, all that, right? So, like, I get all his information because he buys a pair, but then he steals one for his wife. <gasps> no. And so I was like, how can you be so dumb? How can you protect the likelihood? How can you be so stupid? So <laughs> <laughs> literally I was like, okay, but and so then I look him up online and I see that he has like tax fraud. And so I'm like, okay, so he has an issue. <laughs> He likes Which, to steal. He's I get a bit of a klepto. He's a little bit of a klepto. So I do, I make a police report because I have all of his information and I've done a lot of police reports working at Sunglass Hut. So I just be calling him up and I'm like, hey, this is going to sound crazy, <laughs> but I, like, we're, we're going to move forward with this. Like I already talked to loss prevention. We're going to go with it. And so then the police end up calling him and they're like, we're going to show up to your house if you don't roll up to the station with these. And we got them back. Oh, that's the only pair that we've ever gotten back from my, from my personal experience. Like we've gotten other pairs back, of course, but like that I had to personally go through. That was the one we got back. And it was a clearance pair. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> You know what, too? That's like, how you know it's a problem. And he got caught with tax fraud. That's yeah. so silly. Silly. The silly people we vote into office. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
You know what is so interesting to me is when you have to call the police about stuff like that because, like, it's so formal. Like, you have to do so much. Like, you would think you could just call 911 and be like, hey, go catch these people, but you have to, like, have all this info. They have to get, like, camera footage. It's such a freaking process. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't understand that. And I, when I was a little younger, I worked at this candy store, not the strip club, an actual candy store. Um, (laughs) And it was on Mill Avenue, which Mill Avenue, for people that, don't like aren't familiar with it it's like a big strip of bars and it caters to like Arizona State University crowd frat boys um Mm. and it's next to just a big area where a lot of like homeless community likes to segregate to and so they would just come in and like mess around like I know for a fact that a couple people would come in here and there and just like steal a piece of chocolate whatever yeah but this one guy comes in I don't know if he was on drugs or what or it was like a couple and I could tell that maybe they were homeless and they had like the big polar pop cups and we had those like jelly belly jelly bean things on the wall that you pull down and they filled up the polar pop with jelly beans and then just dipped and i called my boss because i'm sure like at sunglass hut you were probably by yourself a lot of the time most of the time i was by myself at this candy store and i was like young i think i was like 19 and i had called my the owners because i was like what do you guys want me to do about this like they just took a lot of jelly beans and they were like call the police so I had to like close up shop. I had to get in a cop car with this cop to like find these people because they were on foot. And so I'm in this cop car. I've never been in a cop car at this point. I'm just like sitting there with this cop. Like, what do I do? I'm supposed to be at work, but I had to like lock the doors. And he drove me to like the end of Mill Ave and the like two people were getting arrested. And um, I like had my, the owners on the phone cause they didn't live in Phoenix at the time. And so they were like, well, we want to press charges. And I just remember thinking like over some jelly beans, but <laughs> like, okay. I guess like with us at like sunglass hut, it depends on like the amount or it depends on the, um, what, what he wants to do, you know, what profit loss expensive. wants to do. Yeah. Totally. So but there would be people that would come into Sunglass Hut and, like, there was this guy and we had had to have conversations with everyone and, like, get to know them, see what their interests are, figure out, like, what type of sunglasses to get for them. It's a whole process. And so I talked to him. We pick out a pair and I think everything is so, so swell. And this man steals it by just, just puts it and walking the out the store. Just put camera? it in his shirt and walked out the store. Um, yeah, there's cameras. But there was, like, several people in the store at once. And it was just me. And so I'm like, okay, he's good. I'm going to go talk to this person next. And then he just... Um, and that's how most people would steal stuff is, like, if there's more than one person in the store. That's that's how the guy, like, touched my hair, too. <laughs> Tell that story, please. I'm begging you. Um, we have a lot of, like, creepy individuals that come into um, the sunglass set because it's a mall. No matter what, malls are sus. No matter what. I, so I had to learn that the hard way. So Regardless of the area, I've worked at lots of malls also, and... They're all sus. There's just so, there's such a large variety of different types of people that go into malls. So anyway. Yes. So what we had lots of creepy people. We had this one guy who, um, I have it, I have it, you've seen the video. That's why you know about it. But basically he, he comes in and he's just talking to me about sunglasses and like, that's what they do. Like they ask you questions and then they start asking you about yourself and you're like, I don't want to talk to you about that. It's none of your business. I'm yeah. just here to sell mm-hmm. you sunglasses. So I'm being cute little me, just trying to sell him sunglasses. And I like giggle a little bit. And I had very, very long hair at this point. And it was my natural hair. And it was like almost down to my butt. And he just like grabs it and feels the whole length of it. No. <laughs> the whole length of it. And then, um, of course... I'm, like, over here just, like, ugh. <laughs> Did you say anything to him? I, um, no. Because what do you even say to someone yeah. who just, like, caressed your hair? Yeah. It w- I was just, like, um, <laughs> like. <laughs> was aw- How old were you at this point? Like, 2021? Um, yeah, like, 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, at this point, yeah, I was, like, yeah, this is fine. Like, he's gonna, he's gonna buy some sunglasses and leave. And, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, most of these people I've, I sell the sunglasses to still. I make the sale. <laughs> 
I, I would make the sale. You know what? As long did you did you get commission? Yeah. Okay. So no, it was literally like one percent. Like it was nothing. But um, we still got commission. But like, if I could tell that they were gonna buy it, I'd just kind of like roll with it until I was like very uncomfortable. Um, at that point, I was definitely uncomfortable. But I think that was like us on the way to the register. So it was like the ending of our experience almost. But yeah. Well, it's like well, I want to know what goes through people's minds when they're like I'm just gonna touch her hair like Uh, I've heard people say like can I touch your hair whatever but like the fact that he just did it like while you had your back turned is so yeah like we were talking and then I turn around and he just the full length (laughs) (laughs) no didn't you you had didn't you have someone sniff your hair too like a different person I'm probably oh I don't know it's possible I, there's some stuff that I don't remember because I blocked it out yeah it's but like there there was a guy that stalked me for a period of time um there was there's this one guy who um we would work at different locations be in the mall because there was several so um depending on the location you got kind of different customers um one of the guys when I was working in a different location He's just buying some Versace. He's living his life, but he's there with his wife and his wife is like out shopping somewhere else. And so he's just like coming in for a look. He buys sunglasses, but in the process is telling me how beautiful I am and like how blah, blah, blah. And then he offers to buy me a new bra because I was wearing um, this like jumpsuit with like a lacy black bra um, underneath the jumpsuit. So you could see the little lace strap. And he was like, oh, well, that should, like, that should be, like, tan or white or something. Let me go buy you a new bra. No. And I was like, no, I'm good with this. Thanks. Did his wife come in? No. He just bought the sunglasses and, like, walked out. And I was just like, bro, (laughs) your wife. Like, if she heard you making that comment, like, how would she feel? That's some weird. There's a part of me that, like, the savage inside me that would be like, yeah, actually go ahead buy me a new bra and then obviously i have like empathy for this guy's wife and right so be like no don't fucking do that but <laughs> like, it would be your husband silly. is a piece of shit <laughs> i never like had anybody offer anything like that but when i worked at victoria's secret like you would get men come in i know for like my husband when he has like ever walked into victoria's secret he doesn't understand anything he knows like what a bra is what a pair of underwear is but he probably if they asked like what my size was he wouldn't be able to to answer it i don't think he no. has any idea and a lot of men would come in like just so, so just unsure of like the size or like what she would like or what would fit her i also did a lot of the sales stuff so i would help with mm-hmm. like helping them find things and assist them because a lot of men like want to get a special gift and it's cute and you want to help them but a lot of like older gentlemen would come in and Sometimes it was just TMI to the max. Like so much information. Like I'm buying this for my girlfriend. Um, we're going to Barbados and she does the splits and this and that. Like he would, <laughs> they would just start telling these elaborate stories. And I'm like, sir, I don't need to know like why you're buying like no. these thongs and these. No. Well, I don't know. It was at, weird. At Sunglass that we kind of had, had to ask those questions. So we had to have like the open-ended questions. So we learned a lot about these men for no no particular reason um and some of them would just come in and talk to us which was also a really creepy part of it but like it was understandable like old men would come in and talk to us and be like we obviously just they they just need someone to talk to but they would come in and like make conversation but just like stare at my boobs the whole time no just like full eye con like no eye contact with my eyes but like with my boobs full eye contact Or, like, they would come in and try to, like, be our sugar daddies. Or, like, we had this guy um, who I only saw him one time. And it was with someone that I worked with at the very beginning of me working there. So I didn't work with her for very long. But he was, like, fully an ex-bank robber that would just, like, tell us stuff about that. Like, he came in and just gave us, like, the whole spiel. But it's, like, he's all, oh, it's more than 10 years. So it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's been more than 10 years, so it doesn't matter. But, like, I would, like, slang coke and, like, go um, <laughs> rob the banks with my buddies. Um, and then he was all, but I do real estate in Scottsdale now, so if you want a house. And I was like, so you have, like, million-dollar houses then? And he's like, yeah, but I can 
we'll figure it out for you. And I'm I like, don't think I would want an ex-bank robber selling me a house because then he would know where I live. No offense. Um, right, right. But he, the thing is, like, he's over here selling, like, multi-million dollar homes. So this dude still has money. <laughs> no repercussions and he said like he did it in like the the 70s i think so they were just like always like high going and like robbing banks and like getting all their money and like it was fine and they never got caught for it it's like one of those money heists yeah literally like money heists with his friends and they'd be like okay i think we're good now it's so funny when you work (laughs) in sales because i feel like there's two groups of people and there's no in between there's either the people that literally do not want to talk to you they don't want you breathing the same air as them they're like leave me the fuck alone i don't want to buy anything i'm just looking and then there's people that are like let me tell you about my life yeah and it's always the most inconvenient times you'd be so like, inconvenient swamped, and i'm sure you'd have like men coming in like hi i just want to tell you about my day yeah like i don't care about your granddaughter i'm so sorry but like <laughs> it's i don't it doesn't affect me i don't know who she is I barely want to learn about, like, most people. (laughs) It's so funny, too, because I feel like us as, like, estheticians, we are so good at listening to, like, people's problems because we kind of have to. Like, we have to be there for our clients. And for me, the clients that I have, I love listening to them. Mm -hmm. We've built a relationship. I love listening to them. But when you're just, like working in a restaurant or just, like, working in a little store, you're like, please don't talk to me. I'm just trying to work. Like, I... (laughs) I don't know you. If you're not buying sunglasses, then I really could give two shits about yeah, your granddaughter. you're wasting my fucking time. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That's no. honestly so sad, too, the fact that you had so much theft in... I don't know. It yeah. seems like, because there's not much on the floor of Sunglass Hut, it seems like. No, that's that's what they sell, though, is mostly what's on the floor. So it's like, if it's on the floor, like, you're going to replace it with something else. So then you can see the holes if someone steals. You're like, hmm. Wonder. So if they're not keeping the, sto- like, the shelf stocked, then it's like, well, I don't know if something got stolen. Better keep an act, like, track of like what I sold. Why did you stop working there? Um, I stopped working there because I got into to the aesthetic industry and just because it was just not it for me anymore. Yeah, I I go back and forth. There's days where I miss retail and then there's days where, okay, I don't think I miss retail. I was going to say, how could you miss retail? I miss the discount. I feel like I got good yeah. discounts mm-hmm. at all the places I've worked. Shoot, I got like real good discounts with sunglasses. I got a free pair every year. I would have stayed forever but even working there like every once in a while was just detrimental to my mental health (laughs) just not it no i feel that yeah it's rough and like holiday time black friday i never want to relive another one of those i literally don't work those days specifically because of working retail my whole life i can't there was like one year my (laughs) best friend and i went black friday shopping and I, it was really weird because I had spent so many years working Black Friday that the one time we went Black Friday shopping, I was like, this feels weird. This feels No, odd. I've never even been. I mean. I've only worked. It's it. definitely not. I've Since COVID, I want to say it's not as like exhilarating as I guess it used to be. It's not as busy because a lot of people now just do like online shopping. Unfortunately, I have a feeling that malls are just like not. It anymore even though i like love a good mall just like i like the smell of like and where the old lady's gonna walk <gasps> the old lady walkers for anyone that has never worked in a mall if you've ever like shown up if you go to a mall like the hour or two before they open you will see so many old people yeah. walking mm-hmm. it's they actually love to walk cute. around the mall it's so cute and they're just like with their buddies having a swell time and like it's arizona how are you gonna like walk outside it's it's damn hot it's like over 100 degrees yeah. so they go in the mall where it's air conditioned and they just yeah. walk around in their little shoes do you want to start a mall walking club <laughs> <laughs> we can walk with the old ladies i don't like old people enough i don't either i did a whole <laughs> i just did a whole episode on how annoying they are so um <laughs> i don't respect my elders they should respect me. I think that you can respect your elders, but your elders do need to respect you back. Why don't you respect me? Respect us, please. I have so much knowledge in my head that I could share with you, and you don't respect me, so you don't get to know shit. You don't know how to use your iPhone? 
Sucks to care. suck. You didn't respect me, <laughs> Karen, Nancy. Maybe you should have respected me until you handed me your dirty ass iPhone. Ugh. I think it's so funny when um, people ask you to take a picture, or like older people are like, can you take a picture? Um, I get that a lot at the restaurant, but then they give me the phone and they're like, you just push that button. I'm like, I know, queen. You don't say. <laughs> I've done this once or twice, <laughs> but what is like one piece of advice you want to give all like customers and then also like clients? Um, custom. Honestly, this goes for everybody. Go. Be patient. Patience is such a virtue. It really is. It's it's going to get you through skin. It's going to get you through life. <laughs> it's going to get you through lines. <laughs> Just have some patience. If you feel like you're going to like be really impatient in the moment, just take a breath. It's going to it's fine. In through the nose, out through the mouth. We're going to count in your head. Just be like in three, out four, and you'll be okay. <laughs> but don't take it out on other people. Because that, that shit's not cool. It's not cool. That makes you a fucking square. It makes you a fucking square. <laughs> be and you're nice gonna as in. Square up. <laughs> you're going to square up. Well, be, <laughs> being a bitch is out. Being a bitch is out. Being a bad bitch is in. Period. Period. Thank you for coming on my podcast. <laughs> the customer is never fucking right. Bye. Never. Big shit coming, bitches. <laughs>